This is Beta Mode, a podcast by the Beta Collective. So I think it's pretty safe to say that every country, city, and village at this point is aware of the pandemic. It's a pretty chaotic time right now, and so many people have lost their lives. Business owners are fighting to keep the lights on, and every day we hear new reports about losses around the world. What started off as a public health crisis has morphed into both a constitutional and an economic crisis. I spent a lot of time thinking, I mean, about what to say or if to say anything at all. I don't want to be another podcaster clogging the airwaves. Because of that, I have made a very deliberate effort to ensure that I'm bringing value to you, the listeners. And the best way for me to do that was to hear from fellow entrepreneurs. We'll hear their stories of resilience and ways they've had to pivot in order to survive. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Bawani. Bienvenue. And welcome to Beta Mode. Merhaba. Hashtag Denise. Beta Mode. A carbo serieto beta mode. I must say, I'm ready beta mode. Aha. Hello, and welcome to Beta Mode. Hello, and welcome to Beta Mode. My name is Ukeman Daniel, and I will be your host. I didn't go to London now. I don't go to London. I don't go to America. Why would I have coronavirus? I think I'm even, I think I'm even past trying to stay sane now. Work from home is a scam. <laughs> if you know what I mean. We've done this for almost three months. Right. Today on the show, we called up entrepreneurs in Lagos to get the real real about what's going on and hear directly from the source. Hello? Yeah. Th- I think this sounds Can you hear me now? Yes, is it yes, better now? This is much better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Our first guest is Glory. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me on here, Okama. How are you? It's been a while. I know, not no bodies. And now, I would like to ask both founders to introduce themselves. Um, my name is Dr. Gloria Dozian. I am a LinkedIn visibility coach. So what that means is I help um, mid to senior level career women and career exec- executives um, build visibility on LinkedIn so that they can um, establish themselves as thought leaders and become sought after experts in their fields. Um, So yeah, so it's basically, I offer a few services. So online courses, coaching, training and workshops around um, visibility for experts and career professionals. So that's what I do. So my name is Damola, as you know already. Um, I live in Lagos, Nigeria, and I run Unitech Media, which is um, a branding and web development uh, consultancy. So, you know, um, most of what we do is we do a lot of web development projects, um, and we also consult for various um, companies and organizations in Nigeria for branding assignments. We've also done a lot of work in the public sector as well in terms of 
branding and events and you know all the likes yep so that's um all about me well i also have a startup that i founded called my music africa um and yeah so. this episode was sponsored by members of the beta collective the beta collective is a collaborative community for africa focused entrepreneurs and businesses find your next collaborator at one of their virtual events and benefit from the resources available to all members. Membership is free and you can join the Beta Collective at thebetacollective.com. Again, it's thebetacollective.com. So how has business been? Um, Business, you know, the thing is, I feel like, I am one of the fortunate ones mm-hmm. um, because, okay, so I moved into a new house. It's much further away from where I used to work. So I, I was working out from workstation in Victoria Island. Uh-huh. Um, and then I moved to a place, which is about an hour, which is about, an, and so before I used to live like a 15, 20 minute drive from yeah. my house to my office. But then when I moved flats, I now live like an hour, 30 minutes away or an hour oh, wow. on a good day. Right. And then with traffic, that's like three hours. Wow. So in January, I had made the decision um, to give up my, my co-working space and uh-huh. start working from home. So mm-hmm. I started working from home in January and I had already started like transitioning my clients online. So like when I had meetings and stuff, I would go to my, to meet my clients. So if I had trainings and things to do and like, I would do it in my client's office, but like my one-on-one coaching and everything, I, I was doing that mostly like online. I started doing that in January. And then also I now started building one of the things I wanted to do this year was sort of build an online course for now, for now, for my, um, for my signature course, the LinkedIn visibility online course. So I started working on that in January, January, February, um, to launch in, um, April. And, you know, so I was, that's why I said I was fortunate because I had already had an online strategy. I had already started putting my business online and everything. So when this happened, I I didn't feel it because I was used to working at home already. Mm. I was, my clients were used to engaging with me online and everything so yeah so yeah, and i was so still you able were to def- launch my course so i launched it in april yeah oh, nice yeah you were definitely ahead of the curve because when all yeah. of this happened the rest of us were pretty much scrambling to figure out how to <laughs> to figure exactly. out how to exactly. yeah cope with the current situation so that that's awesome uh-huh. um uh-huh. thank uh-huh. you for sharing that um linkedin visibility course is that more of a recent yeah. thing? Is that more, I guess, a, a new offering for your business? Yeah, so I launched it. I launched the LinkedIn. So um, I started doing LinkedIn coaching last year, at the end of last year. So I kind of launched like a, what you would call like a beta course, just okay. to see. Okay. Um, and then I, I sort of used that to understand what the key issues were, what modules to revamp and, and all of that, and how I re- wanted to rebrand. Um, so, but I've had online courses before. But I used to do a lot of physical coaching, a lot of one-on-one meetings and things like that. Yeah. Um, but then because I was giving up my office space, yes. I started transitioning all of that online. So oh, the LinkedIn yeah. visibility course in itself is a new offering, but it includes like 
you know, the work I've been doing over the last two, three years um, in terms of coaching professionals. Okay. What, what platform yeah. do you do, use to deliver your course? Um, so, uh, yeah. So I use um, a platform called Train Quarters. It's okay. really easy to use. Um, uh, basically, I upload my courses and it, it takes care of the rest. So everything is automated. Once I upload the course um, and I upload like the emails and names of my students, you know, literally it sends my students like their login details and ask them to choose their passwords and everything. And, you know, it's a secure system. So only people that have access to that I have given access to the course have access to the course. So it's really like an online school. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, and so that's pretty simple and it's like a simple payment plan and all of that as well. Uh, thank you for telling us about your company. Um, yeah. Amazing. (laughs) I am curious to hear about, I guess, what's going on in the city. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you already said, you were ahead of the curve. So a lot of probably what happened didn't affect you. I've heard about lockdowns. I've heard about, um, curfews what is the what what does it feel like if you had to describe the pulse of the city right now you know lagos is a strange place right (laughs) so the it's a strange place so like i don't i i it's i think that the, the pulse of the city is erratic so there is a segment that is like scared like completely scared right um and then there's a segment that is going up about it like there's nothing happening. Oh, right? wow. So the other day, um, I went, I wanted to go do my hair and I, I, th- I thought, okay, I don't want to get in an Uber and all of that. So I'll take like my normal, I have this cab guy that normally comes to pick me up when I want to go like long distances. So he came to pick me up and he was wearing his gloves and he had his mask on and everything. He's like, okay, you know, Mr. His name is Mr. Jimo. I'm like, okay, Mr. Jimo is doing his, you know, he's observing right? social distancing <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. And then I was on the road. People are still, touching each other you know all and i'm like ah. so i'm not saying i'm like mr jimbo these people don't they know this coronavirus and mr jimbo is like ah, which coronavirus auntie every day they're just showing us numbers they're just showing us numbers they're just they just they use this coronavirus for business yeah uh, and uh, so let me let me translate that so basically he was saying uh, he was basically saying that you know that there's nothing like coronavirus and the government is just using that to spoil the business for poor people Fully, right. basically so right. there is, there's, that's why I say it's erratic. So a lot of people are going up, up and down business as usual. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it does make sense when people don't actively, I mean, not that we want people dying on the streets, but when people don't mm-hmm. actively see, I guess, the repercussions mm-hmm. of the disease, it's like, it sounds made up. I don't see anybody dying. I don't see anything happening, mm. um, which happens mm-hmm. everywhere too. I mean, even here in the States, people are just like, yeah, we just want to go out because I feel some of these people are not personally affected. So it sounds like this virtual thing happening versus like something that's actually all they see is like, oh, 100,000 people died, but they don't know anyone that's died. So that that's also problematic. So I get that. Huh. Um, and I think, I think also maybe because um, a lot of like the first sort of like patient zeros right. in Nigeria were kind of like foreign travelers. So it seemed like a rich person's thing. Wow. So it wasn't something, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I, I didn't go to London now. I don't go to London. I don't go to America. Why would I have coronavirus? Do you understand? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what What about things like working from home? Do you think maybe more companies like seeing oh, the yes. fact that they can now actually do it? They've been forced mm-hmm. to do it and seeing that, oh, it's not that bad. Do you think some companies would probably adopt a version of that, like going forward? So I think that a lot of companies um, will probably now have systems that enable their staff to work from homes a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly think that that's going to happen now but whether staff actually especially women um actually use that opportunity now is up for debate because i mean i spoke to a lot of my clients because i work with career women right right that say to me that work from home is a scam right a lot of people have been saying that to me recently like you know and i don't know whether that's because there's the homeschooling element right and everyone is at home and you know mothers are mothers are having to play multiple roles of um you know wife caretaker school teacher and then having to work as well so they do feel very overburdened so in that case because women like you said mostly uh, the career women can't really stay home to work do you think maybe Uh people or companies trying to incorporate more features of work from home um employees that have to deal with that will probably end up wanting to use co-working spaces. So maybe a rebound in using yeah. things like co-working spaces. In your opinion, what do you think? So I don't know how co-working... So uh, co-working works, if it, especially for um, workers that have a long commute mm-hmm. um, to help sort of even out distances and things like that. Um, so yeah, so it works. But whether... whether because it's still an additional cost, right? So for companies that want to see, okay, how can we use this opportunity of working from home, especially businesses that already have kind of a lean model and are able to be a bit more adaptive, yeah. can sort of use co-working spaces because obviously it's um, leaner in terms of the budget and everything. But for bigger companies that have leases and all of that, I don't know how nimble they would be to adopt more co-working styles. Um, so yeah, so I think it's really about the size of the company and the culture. That makes um, sense. Yeah, you know, and I just how, and also maybe even for like specific industries that that are sort of tech savvy, you know. Um, so maybe okay for for example, so like organizations that are sort of that sell insurance and have large sales teams co-working spaces might work for them as opposed to having them having the staff come into the office and then having more remote teams and you know that kind of structure might might be something that they would project into the future but for organizations where they you know where where they don't have that sort of culture and they're not that tech enabled um i don't know whether co-working spaces would be something that they they would even consider yeah um that absolutely makes sense um Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to hear from you. Um, if you have any resources you would like to share with other entrepreneurs trying to figure things out, um, I guess resources that maybe have been helpful for you or you know about that might be helpful to entrepreneurs. Um, so I, what I found very helpful in this season actually is on LinkedIn, a lot of working moms writing articles about productivity, working from home and managing kids. Mm. Um, so there are a lot of articles. Uh, I can't remember anyone specifically now, but I guess I could, if I see anyone, I can send you the link to sort of share with your listeners. Um, 
but I have found quite a few articles on that. And even like on Instagram, like just people sharing, right. How they're managing to. So for example, um, my, one of my friends, um, Fulusha, she, she, she shared this really helpful tip where her kids, like when she's working, her kids keep on coming into like her workspace and say, Oh mommy, we need this mommy. We need this and everything. And so she had adapted this like brown bag policy where you put a note in mommy's brown bag. So like there's a brown bag on her desk. If you want to tell mommy something, you put it in her bag. And when mommy's taking a break, like she'll take it out and listen and read it, right? Unless it's super urgent. So just things like that, you know, right. how to, you're still getting FaceTime with your kids and things like that, but then you're still like creating some level of boundaries so that you're able to work more efficiently. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, can you tell us a bit more about my music? Um, so my music is um, a music distribution service um, targeted mainly at the African mass market. So when I say the African mass market, I mean like the bottom of the pyramid, you know, the average Nigerians that use, um, you know, the feature phones, Chinese okay. phones. Um, mm-hmm. The idea when we started was to allow them consume music um, in a very convenient manner. Um, at the same time, um, finding a way to see if we could monetize the platform so the artists could also make money. Because, you know, we have all the Spotify and the uh, Apple Music in right. this world, but a lot of those guys can't use it. They can't access it, you know. Because they, their phones you know. just don't have that. And there's also the problem of data, right? Yeah, they don't have enough data. So it was to innovate around um, easy, cheap technology that can allow them to consume music, you know compress compress the music in a way that it doesn't lose quality and it doesn't take so much data so basically that's what my music is about okay and and how is that going right now both unitech and my music yeah my music for my music it's it's going well we we've had to pivot um we, we we're still pivoting basically uh, we're still looking for more um more ways to monetize, you know. Um, we were initially monetizing single tracks, but we found out that, you know, that's uh, not sustainable. So we're finding, we're looking for new and more innovative ways to monetize. Um, so we're, we're still on that. Uh, mm-hmm. For Junotech, I mean, that's um, more a predictable business, you know, we've been, I've been running Junotech with my brother for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just, keep doing what we're doing and try to do it better, uh, try to increase our client base and um, our experiences. So it's, it's going really well. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it's going really well. I think you did mention to me in the past about wanting to expand outside Nigeria with Unitech, uh, just becoming more Pan-African versus like Nigerian. Uh, yeah. Have you started that or how is that coming along? Um, it's still in the early stages. Um, we've tried once to try to expand to Ghana. Um, okay. You know, went out there sometime, tried to get some contacts there, and you know, just to see how we can expand our offerings to to Ghana. Um, I would say we haven't done much in that regard because I mean, Nigeria is is a really really huge market to be honest. Um, okay. Even though it's always, it's always very interesting to diversify to other other species, um, so we're still looking to that. 
but still in the early stages. Okay. Well, I, I guess you've already started going into my next question, which is when you're saying Nigeria, it's a, it's a big market. It's a big economy. Yeah. I guess I, I want to hear, cause I'm not there right now. I want to hear what it feels like. What the, 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 if you had to say maybe the pulse of the city, what does it feel like right now? Lagos is, um, Lagos is a very fast paced um, city. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hardly find any other city anywhere in the world like Lagos. I mean, you can probably compare it to New York or some other fast moving cities in, in the world, but it, it has its own uniqueness. Um, everybody's always on hustle mode, you know, <laughs> even like when you're driving, when you're in traffic, you know. Oh, I don't miss see Lagos average, traffic. God. <laughs> Is, is there still Nigeria traffic field. even right now? Is there still like a lot of yeah, traffic? Yeah, there's still, there's still traffic. There's still, there's still wow. some traffic. You know, even though we, we have a coffee at 8 p.m., we're not allowed to go out after 8 p.m., people still go out. I find it so funny that there's a, in, in my mind, is Corona going to say, hey, it's, <laughs> you know, it's eight o'clock, time to go out. Like, it's just so interesting when there is a, I yeah, mean, like curfew. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, to be fair to to the government, to Lagos State government, um, I think they're dealing with something that, you know, the, the solution to their for them, the solution is just um, they probably don't even know the solution, you know, okay. because our health our healthcare system has been um, non-existent exactly for years. <laughs> um, but one thing I heard the Commissioner of Health say was that they want to try as much as possible to reduce, you know, the um, infection rate by whichever way possible. You know, they will do anything to just try to reduce infection rate because Nigeria cannot cope with um, having high numbers of infections. We wouldn't have enough hospitals, we don't have enough things. So I guess the curfew is, at least if you can't go out after 8 p.m., there's no way you're going to be in a nightclub. There's no way you're going to be um, in a restaurant, you know. You know, okay, there's, so maybe, there's a lot of things happening in the night economy. You okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe less avenues for people to interact and and spread the virus. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, you were saying the city's still bustling. Things are still happening. Yeah, uh, things are still happening. Things are still okay. happening. Um, I mean, a lot of people want to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know that a lot of people earn money on a daily basis. That's so true. Not many people have savings and all that. So for them, it's probably a balancing act. You know, you have to either balance being healthy or having money to survive and feed. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there are a lot of people that can afford not to work every day. So they're probably only hoping that, you know, they don't catch the virus. Mm. Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy choice to make. Yeah. In your opinion, I mean, since you do have a startup and you are sort of in that ecosystem, what do you, how do you think the local market for investments have been impacted? Um, because of COVID-19? How, how do you think things have changed in, in, that, in that system? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, the investment market has also taken a hit. 
I think every every market has taken a hit. Mm-hmm. Everything has taken a hit. I think it has taken a hit, even though there have there has been a few um, um, reports of investment rounds for some companies, um, and I think most of the kind of companies that have raised funding in the past two three months have been people participating in the health space. Oh, so, okay. yeah. And then some accelerators are also also quite still active. Um, I know they held a few competitions, you know, to see people that can innovate, you know, for COVID-19 solutions. And these are all Africa. virtual, right? Nobody was, like, yeah. showing up to, okay. okay. Yeah, these are all virtual. They held demo days on Zoom. I think a couple of them even got funded, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's still some activity going on. There's still some investment activity going on. Um, um, yeah. But it's just not what it usually is. No, it's not what it is. I mean, like two years, two, three years ago, they, uh, there was this, this huge uh, talk about Africa, you know, being the next, um, you know. Um, Africa rising. Body. Exactly. <laughs> A lot of investors from Silicon Valley coming to, uh, to Nigeria, visiting Nigeria. Mark Zuckerberg came to Nigeria. Jack Dorsey came to Nigeria, you know. So yeah, there's been a little focus on Nigeria, um, which I think would continue mm-hmm. after COVID. But for now, things are a bit on the low, which is expected. Yeah, you did say that you feel like almost every industry is at least being negatively impacted right now. Yeah. Do you think there are still maybe one or two companies or industries, probably actually? doing well in this climate? For example, I mean, the, the example everybody uses is Zoom, but that's more, I guess, on an international level. But maybe more local industries that are, I don't yeah. want to use the word benefiting, but they're, they're thriving right now, I should say. Yeah, I, I, maybe thriving. For me, maybe thriving is on the word, but like emerging. I think like a lot of new sectors are emerging, you okay. know? Um, for example, in the education space, mm. there has been a lot of innovation in people trying to come up with um, um, digital learning solutions. Mm. Um, I, I, I know someone launched a startup probably during COVID or maybe like a month before COVID and, you know, so lucky for him. Um, education startup, it's called Lesson, and that has been getting a lot and lots of um uh, reviews and you know i actually have heard user. about you lesson yeah so that is that is um that is uh an industry emerging from this crisis okay um also agriculture agriculture businesses operating in the agricultural space are also doing very well mm. so and then the agricultural value chain generally so talk about food deliveries um logistics you know food logistics because if you think about it covid or no covid people still have to eat right you know so that is a that is an industry that will never die um and yeah i think it's it's quite booming also there are a lot of innovations in the health space as well um both for covid and um outside of covid so things like telemedicine and a lot of young people are trying to get into that space. Um, uh, some health, health logistics startups, you know, people 
distributing blood, you know, you mm. go on an app, maybe your hospital needs blood, you know, you request and then they deliver it to you, you know, all those kind of things. I think um, it's the silver lining of this, of this um, COVID whole situation. Mm. With a lot of the, the shift you've seen, I mean, working from home, I guess the, the new, like you said, emerging industries, emerging companies, what do you feel like the, the socioeconomic trend will go towards maybe in the future post-COVID? What do you think all of this would, would sort of morph into? Yeah, um, I think we're building, I think um, a, lot of, a lot of new um, behavior is being built um, and way of life generally. So, you know, everybody's working from home now. Um, people are having to learn about new technologies, um, you know, as a matter of necessity. Right. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. My 90-year-old grandmother. I just suddenly saw her in a Zoom birthday party <laughs> that was organized. <laughs> you know, and I was shocked. Like, if my grandmother is using Zoom, right? Everybody should. That be means using everybody Zoom. will be using Zoom. Wow. So. Yeah, I think I think um, Nigeria will leapfrog a lot of a lot of things, a lot of issues we've been having. I think we're, we're going to leapfrog with technology now that people are having to learn these technologies, you know, as a matter of necessity. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, human beings adapt. Human beings always adapt, you know, right. under the under the pins of extinction. So, you know, we're we're, we're definitely going to be forced to take up technology to survive and then that will obviously open up new opportunities for various um various various things obviously you know, there, there are a lot of startups that have tried to do different services in the past mm-hmm. and they didn't succeed just because the, the culture wasn't there the culture of right. using te- that technology wasn't there the culture of buying things paying online wasn't there you know except maybe for flights and stuff but now a lot of people are ordering online, using their cards online for the first time because they would rather use their cards online than go to um, to go buy groceries in the store. Oh, okay. so yeah, so um, so that means by default, the a lot of the online payment platforms like uh, Flutterwave. Um, I think what are the other big Paystack? Paystack, yes, that's that's the one I was trying to remember. So I'm guessing a lot of those are probably at least thriving in this economy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this will probably be one of the best times ever. Wow. You know, because, um, yeah. Well, good for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 of COVID. So yeah, this is a good period for them. Okay. Um, you have mentioned, you know, sort of things emerging. What are some changes you've had to make or just to keep your companies like going making sure you come out of all of this okay are there changes if any that you've had to put in place have you had to do more virtual have more distributed teams um Um, what changes have you had to make yes yeah we've had to go you know virtual for almost all our operations Mm. the good thing for us is um before COVID, way before COVID, like almost up to a year ago, we had decided, we had been trying to, you know, m- to move most of our operations virtual, you know, mm-hmm. um, like our teams working with freelancers instead of having like full-time office staff. 
which is what we've been trying to do for a long time to become more efficient. Right. So, yeah, for over a year now, um, we've not really had full-time staff, you know, working with freelancers. Uh, We set up a team on Slack where, you know, when we have a project, so we just tell everyone, okay, hi, guys, we have this project. Who's interested in this? Who's interested in that? And then we all communicate. Interesting. This is interesting. Okay. Um, So I guess you just said you're fully remote, and that sounds like a very lean Lean operation. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, lean operation. Right. To keep cost low. Uh, I mean, the good thing for us now is that our clients also now are uh, embracing the virtual, know, virtual operations. Mm. So we don't have to go physically to attend meetings. Um, most of our meetings have been on Zoom, really. Um, awesome. Done a few projects, completed them all on Zoom. Hmm. That's awesome. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's just, uh, you know, the, um, the, 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 the space is a bit quiet. You know, you don't, you, you don't have as much projects as you would have had before. Mm. Or at least the, the logistics of um, completing the project is a bit easier now. So I guess maybe that also gives you more time to work on uh, my music, maybe? Yeah, it gives us a, it gives us more time to work on my music and also a few other projects. I mean, we have interests in the agricultural space as well. Um, in the what just, space? Sorry. Agriculture. 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 Space. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, basically, just looking at the entire agricultural value chain and see how we can add value um, through technology. Yeah. You know, we've been we've, we've been researching that. Um, also, um, education, we've also been researching that as well, you know, to see how we can, if, we, if possibly we can come up with a product um, to, to the product like e-learning, you know, for kids and, and mm. stuff. So we're playing around that in our spare time. Okay. That sounds interesting. Um, I guess when you know more, <laughs> maybe you'll tell us more about it. Uh, yeah. Um, so at this point, I ask my guests what they would change if they could go back to a December 2019 version of themselves, going back with all the knowledge they have now, the COVID pandemic and everything else has happened, what they would do differently um, to make sure they came out okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think the main thing for me will be liquidity, you know, liquidity, liquidity and cash is king. Mm. Yeah, saving up for 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 a rainy day. So, I think I, I've had to learn the hard way that you just have to have um some form of uh, reserve, mm. cash reserve, just sitting somewhere. You know, you're not investing it. You're not um, messing around with it. It's just there. And um, because I mean, how else will people survive in this um, situation when you know, people are losing jobs? Um, people are not people are not spending money on anything apart from essential essential necessities like uh, so a lot of people are just spending money on food and accommodation mm. because those are, those are the most important things so this has taught me that the most important thing in life is food accommodation mm. you know food and shelter every other thing is secondary so um <laughs> i would never have i would never have crossed my mind last year <laughs> uh Hmm. So yeah, it has taught me, you know, you have to be very frugal with savings and um, 
you know, keep cash for the rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of leads into the next question, which I was going to ask what, what new, I mean, I guess what has changed fundamentally? What, what part of your thinking has changed fundamentally through all of this? Um, uh, so, I, I mean, this COVID thing, um, it's quite scary. You know, it, it, take, it, it gets you thinking a lot, you know, about like the important things in life. Mm. For me, I've just, it's just, um, I've just learned more that, you know, anything I want to do, I'll just, I'll just go for it. Like stop doubting or stop um, thinking whether you can do this or you can't do it, mm. you know, like, I think I, I, I am going to be more more bullish with anything I want to do now. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to do it. So yeah, that has definitely changed for me fundamentally. You know, the way I approach life and I approach um, things I want to do. And mm. then also health as well. You know, health is wealth. You have to you have to stay safe. You have to stay healthy. Yeah. You, know, you have to take care of yourself. You know, yeah. very important. Mm. So a lot of personal life lessons uh, that we're learning. Ah, I'd say, I'd say launch quicker. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I would have launched, um, sorry, this is, well, you're asking about my, my, from my experience, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. And being more successful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, cause the answer sounds pretty selfish, but <laughs> <laughs> I would have said launch in February and then launch again in April. Like it took me too long to launch. Um, my online course and I, I wish I had done it quicker so that I because I like to iterate as I go along so right. yeah so I think that's what I would have done um let me see what else what other advice would I have given myself um I probably would have allowed my t- tell myself to rest a bit more mm. so I, I feel really tired like mm. I'm working from home but I'm really really tired and I think it's because that structure of work and home has sort of blended in to exactly. this I think thing. So too. And yeah. So, I mean, I work, I wake up at 3am and I put on my laptop and you know, some days, so like right now it's four o'clock and I'm just like, Oh, yeah. you know, my yeah. energy is, you know, so yeah. So I think I would have told myself it's a bit more structured um, mm. to rest a bit more. to actually have guilt-free rest. I don't think um, I was giving myself any of that in terms of maybe COVID. I think I would have, um, let me see. I think I would have, okay, this is completely personal, mm-hmm. but so my, my, my dad was around in, he left, he went back to Asaba. My dad lives in Asaba, which is like a state, a okay. six hour drive from Lagos. And, um, he went back to Asaba in Jan, at the end of January. I think I would have made him come back in March because right now he's still in, He's still in Asaba and I haven't seen him since January. Mm. So I probably would have made my mom come and visit in February and I would have made my dad come and visit in March. So at Mm. least I would have seen them because I I really miss them. I miss them a lot. Yeah. 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 And I would have gone out more because now I haven't seen a lot of my friends (laughs) in a while. So I would have gone out more and I probably would have started exercising early as well because now I'm just so lazy. (laughs) I've just started exercising. So yeah, those are the things. And finally, I asked them for future recommendations for the show. And here's what they said. Um, to 
entrepreneurs. Okay, so I, I'd, I'd recommend my friend Stephanie Ubi because she teaches people how to um, create profitable online courses hmm. and how to monetize their knowledge. And I think that this is something that a lot of people, especially for businesses, people that have been running successful businesses before um, COVID-19 and um, now they need to plug revenue gaps or yeah. even just gener- generate income. Um, so if you, if you run a service-based business and you're an expert in your field, maybe, you know, creating a, a course on logistics or on how to open a bread business on how to, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, so she's been doing that for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, well, she's been doing this for six years. Do you know her social media handle? So it's, uh, at Steph Obi. At Steph Obi. Okay. At Steph yeah, Obi. Yeah. Okay. yeah. On okay. Instagram. Okay, so there's a Marielle Laguerre. Marielle is a, she's a PR coach. Okay. And what she does is basically she helps entrepreneurs to tell their stories. And um, what I know her for is helping you to sort of get featured in top tier magazines. Oh. And that's a goal. That's a goal of mine. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I probably recommend her as well. Finally, um, money management, Tomi Balugu. Um, she runs the Green Investment Club and she really, she's really great in terms of letting people know how to invest their money. So moving from this idea of budgeting and mon- managing your finance, but actually opportunities to, to create wealth. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah. yeah. I would really love to talk to her and have her on the mm-hmm. show. I think I will pick two entrepreneurs who are playing in this space that is tri- that is thriving now? Mm. Um, so I talk to maybe payments or agri or health. I mean, for payments, I can think of uh, Paystack. Paystack, um, okay. Yeah, Shola of Paystack. I think they've done something very great with the with the service um, for health. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for health. Maybe maybe someone from Helium Health. Helium Health. Um, yeah, maybe someone from Helium Health. I don't really know them, but maybe they're fun. Okay. So I have been um, trying to figure out a lot of a lot of things about them for for a while because mm-hmm. uh, you know when, when they go into into YC and then recently they just raised a lot of funding and even the Lagos State Governor Gov- Governor talked about them. So I just think it's. Um, Something that we will be interested to look to, to look into, like you know, what exactly? I mean, they must be doing something right for them to right. get to YC and then for them to have raised funding a few, a few months ago. So that's just basically what I base my judgment upon. Okay. okay. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Demola, for doing this. Uh, this is <laughs> awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beta Mode. You can find me on Twitter at Ukeme Daniel or at the next Beta Collective event. Make sure to subscribe to the Beta Mode podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate us. Join our Slack group or follow us on Twitter. If you would like more information about us, you can find that at thebetacollective.com. Again, it's thebetacollective.com. Remain well. And continue practicing social distancing. And as they say in Swahili, kwaheri. <laughs>